Next on BYU Sports Nation, raising the bar at the NFL Draft. Will BYU football feature multiple draft picks in 2017? Hasn't happened in a while. Eric Galco of Optimum Scouting joins us from the Senior Bowl. Where does he have Jamal Williams going in the NFL Draft? Plus, the West Coast Conference Player of the Week, Kalani Purcell, on chasing down that elusive triple-double. And why a technical foul is sometimes a good thing. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play from Studio B. Presented by the BYU Store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, January 25th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with future Disney Pixar sportscaster, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, that ain't happening, but you know you're big time when that happens, right? Brent Musburger, retiring, announced this morning. In cars as Brent Mustang Burger. Yeah, nicely done. Nicely done. You know you've hit the elite status when you're invited to be a sportscaster voice in a major motion Disney Pixar movie. Elite. Right? There it is again. <laughs> but tell me that's not elite. It is. Brent Musburger, I- legend, icon, right, in uh, sports broadcasting. We've looked up to him for a long time. Last March, he uh, called some games at the West Coast Conference Tournament. We took a picture. I didn't take a ton of pictures with people, but uh, that was one I definitely wanted. So, yeah, him retiring, uh, his last game will be uh, next week. So he's been in the game forever, man. Forever. We were listening to some of the great preludes to the NBA Finals that featured Brent Musburger before the Lakers and Celtics yeah. and the Danny 80s. Danny Ainge and, and Greg Kite involved in those ones. Yeah, yeah. so he has or been Cougars. in the game for a very long time. and He's called his fair share of BYU games. In fact, one of the most iconic wins in BYU football happened during that magical 1996 season. To the open g- it! The game that Jerem was wearing a maroon shirt at. Yep, I wore a maroon shirt. As a game. BYU fan. <laughs> Against Texas A&M. What a dumb move. The call he had from Steve Sarkeesian to Kale Kalalui to put BYU up 40-37 to late in the game. Listen to this. Well, they show a regular rush. Deep ball. Touchdown. BYU leads. Levi Kalalui. The KO punch. Oh, that is so, so good. good. The KO punch. That is so good. Levi Kalalui. Yeah. yeah. The KO punch. That's awesome. BYU won that game 41-37 after they kicked the extra point. And that's just one. I mean, he's had so many good calls, but uh, he's definitely tied himself to BYU fans for sure. We'll miss Brent Musburger, legend for sure. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU men's basketball at Santa Clara tomorrow on ESPNU and BYU Radio late start 11 Eastern. Has Nick Emery practiced and will he play and guard Jared Brownridge, the Broncos' leading scorer, on Thursday. Here's head coach Dave Rose. Nick's got a contusion on his knee, but uh, other than that, it's stable, just pretty sore. And uh, he got on the floor today, which was good. Yesterday he, uh, he was just doing you know, kind of rehab therapy things, but today he got out there and moved around a little bit. I'd be shocked if Nick Emery is not starting the game at Santa Clara just because of who he is, his mindset, and what we learned from Tim Lacombe yesterday. We'll hear more from uh, the associate head coach in just a bit. Yeah, there's, there's questions uh, you know, about will he play, how effective will he be. Those will ultimately be answered tomorrow night, and luckily it's a little later. 
uh, tomorrow night. A little more time. Uh, but, yeah, we'll get to that a little bit more coming up. Uh, and you can hear what yeah Tim Lacombe said, Dave Rose, a little more from him coming up. Jamal Williams is the 15th top draft prospect at the Senior Bowl, according to Bleacher Report NFL draft writer Matt Miller. He says he will turn heads with his leg drive and power. We know that he at least... He, being Williams, met with the Atlanta Falcons yesterday, among uh, other teams. So Jamal Williams continuing at the uh, Senior Bowl. He made some waves on Twitter yesterday with his, uh, with his running in practice. We know, and his personality, of course, we know what Jamal Williams is. It's fun to see the nation kind of catch up to that. Jamal Williams, the punishing runner. The Cougars finished eighth in the Arizona Intercollegiate after three rounds. BYU men's golf led by Patrick Fishburne. Tied for sixth, shooting two over par. It'd be nice to be in a climate where playing golf is still okay right now, right? Yeah! It snowed a lot this morning. <laughs> and Shay Collinsworth and Shaq Walker of BYU Track and Field were named the 2016 Curtis Pugsley Athletes of the Year. Uh, I had a great time there, uh, able to host for the second year in a row last night. The Pugsley Awards, named after Curtis Pugsley, who was a BYU All-American, who uh, lost a battle with cancer uh, a few years ago. So it, it was cool. Alyssa Dalton... Uh, and Zach Blackham were the other finalists in that. Uh, they have two male, two female, and then uh, you know one winner for uh, each there. They were great. They were great. And all four of those uh, athletes have been on our show, which is a lot of fun. So it was a great time last night. Did you bring up the fact that they are all recipients of the BYU Sports Nation karma? Mm, I did not. Yeah, I wanted to make it about them. So let's not do that right now us. and make it about us Well, and our since, show. since this is BYU Sports Nation, we can make it about us. <laughs> but there, I wanted to make it about them. Yeah, It was, at, it. It was in the uh, blue zone at LaBelle Edwards Stadium last night. I'm waiting for the tweet to come in. You know that it's not about you guys, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Draft stock up. For BYU football, fact, BYU's all-time leading rusher, Jamal Williams, will be drafted into the NFL. Just a matter of when and which team he's going to. Williams at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, as we just mentioned, doing his thing, getting a lot of good publicity. Featured a few times on the NFL Network's coverage of the Senior Bowl practice yesterday. So yeah, Jamal's doing his thing, but he's not the only Cougar at the Senior Bowl. Harvey Longy is also repping the Y and trying to improve his draft stock. Eric Galco of the Sporting News and Optimum Scouting will join us to tell us the draft potential for both Williams and Harvey Longy. And let's not forget about the three BYU players that just participated in the NFL PA Bowl, Kainakua, Algie Brown, and Andrew Idy, who are also trying to get noticed. And if anything, just get a free agent invite, right? Just anything, get into get, a camp. Get Reese's, I think, is the idea, right? It all leads up to the NFL draft on April 27th, which brings us to today's Twitter question. What's more important for BYU football? In which round Jamal Williams is drafted or BYU having multiple NFL draft picks? Huh? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Twig Stone. It wasn't at Brute DR. What happened? Multiple picks, says at Twig Stone. If program can establish a repeated pattern of picks to the league, it boosts recruiting. Use Players the hashtag BYUSN. Players pay attention to which schools can help them get to the NFL, right? Yes. So if you're like, hey, we've had this many number of picks over the last years, like that, that is a factor for sure. Yes. But is that more of a factor or more important to you specifically than having, let's say, a high-profile one solo draft pick? I'm, al- I'm almost always uh, 
quantity over quality in this discussion related to the NFL draft, and we have it every year. Uh, will BYU get in multiple? That's the goal, right? You don't want one or none. There have been some years BYU had none recently, right? That was, that was one criticism of Bronco Mendenhall was that he wasn't putting guys into the league. And one pro from Kalani Stake at Utah was that he did get guys into the league. So that's something BYU wants. In this discussion, I'm in the, I'm in the quality part. I want Jamal. Really? I think it's more important in this situation that Jamal Williams is a high draft pick. Let me tell you why. I don't want a Swiss Army knife. I just want one super sharp machete, and that machete is Jamal Williams. I think that it's important for BYU to have a skill position like running back go high. I think that matters more than some defensive guys in, in, on day three, rounds five, six, seven. Jamal Williams is probably going to be in a unique situation in BYU history because guys haven't been drafted as running backs in the first five rounds at BYU. There's been one all time. Pete Van Valkenburg, 73. But what about Todd Christensen, Jerem? He was drafted as a tight end. So it, it, he's listed as a tight end. So we don't count him. I know he was a running back at BYU, but... That you throw him in there if you want one, two. There's not that big a difference. Point okay? is, it's rare. Yes, BYU's had zero African American running backs in the first seven rounds ever. Eric Lane, eighth round, eighty one. Okay, so this is important, I think, for BYU because Kalani Satake can go out there and say, "Look at this." I know he's a Bronco guy, but now he's a Kalani guy. Look, Jamal Williams is an African American kid that's not a member of the church that came to BYU, even sat out his would be senior year, junior year. And then had a great senior season, and he was a top five rounds, hopefully, running back. If he's as high as three, I, th- I think that matters for BYU, given the history, given the demographics of it in this situation. I do want multiple draft picks from BYU every year, but I think that in this instance, because of who Jamal is, what he is, that it'd be better that he be a high draft pick. But what if you can have both, Jerem? Maybe you can have both. What if you can have both? It just hasn't happened that often for BYU to have multiple picks, especially not in the recent past. Which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Since 2004, you always had multiple draft picks and only two drafts. 05 and 09. That's it. And as you mentioned... It's they like Kentucky, one or done. Gone a few years with... Zero draft picks. Which is not good. Like, Utah State is producing more draft picks right now than BYU football the last several years. BYU football needs to get back to that point. I know Kalani Satake has a proven track record of doing this. This is important. When you ignore something, it's because it truly needs to be ignored or you don't like the truth. I haven't liked the truth the last few years. I want more draft picks from BYU. Yet you are okay with one machete draft pick this season i am because of jamal for whatever reason i've had donuts on my mind for like the last two hours (laughs) you mentioned that before the show yes so i'm going to compare this to one of the greatest food discoveries of all time okay having one elite high draft pick is like having your choice of one really good donut for me it's the fresh strawberry stuffed donut at the donut man in southern california it's like five bucks but it's Amazing! It's loaded with these huge fresh strawberries. The glaze tastes, oh, it's just, it's an amazing donut, right? Okay, so you can have one of those, or you can pick two pretty good donuts, also from the same shop. All right, maple glaze raised, and then like a peanut butter chip chocolate 
whatever they call it. There are other really good options, okay? Do you want two pretty good donuts, or do you want one amazing donut? In in your metaphor, how hungry are you? I'm very hungry for BYU to do something it's never really, it hasn't really done since 73, which is like a top five-round running back go. I'm hungry for that. But That's you only, why. But you only get one, Jeremy. You can't have two. I want... One machete. I want one <laughs> awesome donut because I haven't had that donut before or in a long time. So I'm going to get it. Even though you And then also... I'll just go to Arby's and supplement the rest of my meal later <laughs> with free agents. No, with Fast food with, is, are with the, the free agents the, the, the in the metaphor. The apple turnovers at Arby's. <laughs> that reminds me. Or cherry turnovers. Of a bad memory. Coming <laughs> home... Do you really want that then? <laughs> Coming home from the BYU-Utah game in 08, what was it? <laughs> like an Arby's had put up, like, come get a turnover, like Max Hall's six or something. Oh, from the, yeah. boo. I was like, hey, hey. Boo. That's all like near campus. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I would struggle with this because I'm like, man, you can have a super high-quality, awesome donut, but then you're left, like, probably wanting more, okay? Or you have a shot at – being, I still don't know what your answer is. Full, you just talked about donuts. Being more full. So I'm telling you, I struggled with this because I'm like, I don't know what I want. And the answer is, this year, I want multiple donuts. I want to fill my stomach, okay? I'm starving. I need, you want to fill or feel? I want to fill it. Okay, I, okay. Just make I, sure. I, I didn't different. say feel. I, I said fill it. I wasn't quite sure, though. Oh, Whatever. I want two donuts because I don't want to leave donuts. wanting more. Sound like Homer. So I would rather have, let's say, Jamal Williams get drafted in the third round and Harvey Longy go in the sixth or seventh round. Of course, that's the best of both worlds. No. Jam- like, no, no, no. Jamal compa- in the fifth. I'm, I'm telling you, compared to Jamal being a first or second round draft pick, and not having another draft pick, I would yeah. choose well, two to go in the fourth or let's in be the real. seventh round. Jamal's not going to be in the first, second round, likely. He's probably three, four, five. Yeah, I'm just I'm comparing it, okay? You want one high draft pick, or do you want two that yeah. slip a little bit lower? I'm not speaking generally. I'm speaking very specifically. You always had a top five pick a few years ago. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Jamal Williams, the position of running back, no history of being drafted high at BYU here outside okay, of 73. So, it's very specific to the position and the person, Jamal Williams. We'll tell you more about why we think the way that we do with multiple picks and get to your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, Kalani Purcell, West Coast Conference Women's Basketball Player of the Week. But first, Eric Galco of Optum Scouting. Where does he have Jamal going in the draft? Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, simulcasting on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Get your fresh stuffed strawberry donut while you can. What does that have to do with the NFL draft? Download the podcast. We just showed it on BYU TV. I'm hungry and annoyed now. <laughs> Because I'm like, oh, I want the fresh strawberries. so good. I'm not leaving the building for a long time today, though, given the amount of snow outside. I forgot my scraper, too. Can I borrow yours? I can help you out with that. Yeah, I can help you out with that one. Where uh, and who is the next Jamal Williams? Ziggy Ansah, Bronson Kafusi. Maybe we'll find out. 
Kyle Van Noy. Kyle Van Noy coming up next Wednesday. It's football signing day. Kalani Stake second class coming in next uh, Wednesday, February 1st. We will have shows for you at noon Eastern and 6 Eastern. Kalani Satake, Alexis Tuyaki, Ty Detmer. I'll be live at the Student Athlete Building. You and uh, Jason Shepard will be here in the morning. As the recruits come in, we'll be showing you highlights, letting you know what's happening, uh, get the breakdown of the return missionaries, what's the situation with Mo Longy. We'll talk about all of that next Wednesday. Yeah, the <laughs> the Mo Longy is coming back, man. <laughs> <laughs> that story 400 plus pounds coming back and but the thing is he's so large that it, he hides the weight well right red shirt of a year hopefully do what you need to do there it's the large Whatever human being I, I know that steve kafusi asked him to lose weight on his mission <laughs> reports are that he's gained weight it's okay like you said red shirt him he's got time he yeah it's a diet and what do you expect you're just hoping he puts on the pads and is like a nose tat well they're gonna play him at o-line i think is the idea no strawberry donuts for you mo when you get back to provo at dd holdsbrooks using the hashtag byusn just tweeted in the donut man is my hometown glendora i believe yes to their strawberry donut spencer linton if you missed it i compared having a high NFL draft pick to having your choice of one really good donut. And for me, it's like, let, let's put it in context with BYU and Jamal Williams. Okay, let's say the strawberry donut is uh, second or third round pick. Okay, you, but To you me, have, the strawberry donut is like, yeah, it's one through four. But nobody, but nobody else gets drafted, okay? Or you can have two, and they're drafted between the fourth and seventh rounds. What do you want to go with? That's, yeah, that's what's better for BYU football. What's better for BYU football? Yeah. One, as Jerem compared it to, uh, a very sharp, skilled machete knife. I don't want a uh, Swiss Army knife. I just want a super sharp machete. <laughs> What's more important? And you want that. A donut with oh. fresh strawberry. <sighs> That's a more um, tangible analogy. It's so good. It is so good. But the thing is, you, you, want, you want more than just one. For me, anyway. Yesterday, we talked to take one. Eric Galco of the Sporting News and Optimum Scouting. Follow him at Optimum Scouting about Jamal Williams and Harvey Longy and BYU's chances of having multiple draft picks. He joined us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline to discuss that very thing. And we put, a, we put his feet to the fire. Are the Cougars going to have more than one draft pick? Here's Eric Galco. Eric, great to have you back on the show amidst your busy schedule. Earlier this week, you called Jamal Williams the top running back prospect at the Reese's Senior Bowl. Why do you feel like he is the guy to watch at that position this week? Yeah, if not for a really historically good running back class issue with Leonard Fournette, and Dalvin Cook, and Christian McCaffrey, among others, he'd be considered a certain pick for the top 50 overall. We'll see where he lands after the senior ball practices, but a guy who, once he gets through the initial hole, he can finish through linebackers, work to the second level, and that second-level burst, explosiveness, acceleration, and ability to break tackles at linebackers and safety level is really impressive. So he won't really get a chance to show that skill set until the actual game on Saturday, but um, in terms of week of practice, I think teams will see his versatility as a runner, his initial explosiveness, and I think he looks a part of running back prospect teams a lot in this game. What influences... Uh, NFL teams more the production and gameplay, the film and what they see maybe in the Senior Bowl game versus the uh, measurables and interviews and those kinds of things. Yeah, the easy answer is it all plays a factor, right? I mean, teams want to look at the game film, look at the 
NFL Combine, the All-Star Games. I'm a big proponent of the All-Star Games, really because it takes guys out of their comfort zone. It takes guys away from their college systems and those question marks. Everyone's on a level playing field and can really impress or struggle based on how really prepared they are for the NFL level. But as for running backs, you know, it's tough for the Senior Bowl. They can do some pass catching and pass blocking stuff. Maybe the two most important things a running back can show at the Senior Bowl is, is kind of how they can handle third-down situations. But for the most part, running back's really a game situation type position that will, you know, the combine of 40 times will certainly help their draft stock. But Jamal Williams, I think, has shown enough as a running back prospect, and he'll show his versatility here in Mobile to help him out more. But I think what Williams has done for his draft stock, I think no matter what, he's going to be in that late second through probably early day three, fourth, fifth round range, no matter what. But the senior bowl, the combine, his ability on third down, showing an all-star game like this, to make a difference, put him in the top tier running back prospects. Eric Galco of Optimum Scouting and the Sporting News joining us from Mobile, Alabama. He is covering the Senior Bowl and specifically BYU players Jamal Williams and Harvey Long. Let's stick with Jamal for now. You feel like he has an opportunity to really improve his draft stock. Is it that way for every player at this game, or is it just because he's in a high-profile position? Yeah, I think he's you know coming here as, for most teams, the top running back prospect in attendance puts some pressure on him, but he can really solidify that stake in the top running back prospects in this draft class, Mark Leonard Fournette struggled in big games at LSU. He's a bit tall. We'll see how he tests out. Dalvin Cook has shoulder injuries. You know, the foreman of Texas, a one-year wonder. Christian McCaffrey, what position he's going to play. So a lot of these running backs that top the draft board and likely first-round picks all have question marks as well. If Jamal Williamson come in here and prove that he's an every-down back, that he can be a workhorse 25-carry game guy in the NFL, and again, running backs coming back in vogue in the NFL, especially after Ezekiel Elliott this past season, that's what he can really do. So he's not really going to change his scouting report, but I think more so he's going to give teams confidence that, you know what, let's maybe pass on one of those first-round guys and get Williams in the second third round. NFL teams are always kind of the value of running back. They still want to, but they can find the right one. I think Williams can show that no matter where he's drafted, he can be a starter at the NFL level or a key rotational guy early in his career. That's what he can really do for his draft stock at the Senior Bowl. Eric, he didn't play at all last season. And then he plays this season, and he was kind of off the radar, I think, for a lot of people in the preseason. What did he do this season to get himself in this position? Yeah, I think for, for a running back, especially a power interior guy like him, I think his flash is a big playability after first contact. Who what made him, I think, a top NFL prospect at the position. And, and you know, running back is, is a production-based skill set, and they want guys that can produce and get 1,000-yard seasons and touchdowns and red zone stuff and all that. But really, running backs... You want to see how these guys are going to flash in certain situations because you don't know where Jamal Williams and all these running backs are going to go in the NFL, what their offensive line is going to be like, what their schemes going to be like, how reliant are they are on the running game. You want to see these guys do a skill set or two that you feel can translate well at the NFL level. And you know, that's that ability at the second level to break tackles, to make guys miss, to get off guys um, at the second level, safety the linebackers, and pick up more yards and explode to the sideline, which Jamal Williams does very frequently on film, which is really important. And I think he's going to draw, again, I don't want to say Ezekiel Elliott comparisons, but that's what Ezekiel Elliott was able to do with the Dallas Cowboys offensive line this year. Get to the second level, thanks to good blocking, and then go from there and make guys miss, break tackles, and explode the second level. I don't like to pair Jamal Williams to Ezekiel Elliott, but I think his kind of skill set fits on what teams see that, hey, if our offensive line's all right, Williams can take advantage of it more than other running backs can as well. It's clear that Jamal Williams is a special player, and a lot of different teams are interested in him for various reasons. But what's the main criticism about his game as a running back? Yeah, well, I think I think you mentioned that he's you know, only played this past year, and I think he's not really a special talent at the position. We'll see how he tests out at running back, but certainly 
I mentioned before how teams want that one skill set, the one highlight. The passing numbers may be more important for him and most running backs. If running back runs in the four sixes, you got to be really special to make up for kind of that situation. So we'll see what he runs. I think the athleticism, the top end speed, the initial burst is, I think he's more of a second level burst guy, not necessarily initial off the snap, quick twitch. Running back for the most part won't be overly elusive. Um, I think at an NFL level against NFL linebackers and safety. So that's a kind of concern as well. I think he's a guy who, who needs a strong offensive line in front of him. Certainly guys, Lamar Miller comes to mind as an NFL running back who's able to make the most of his offensive line, whether or not they're playing well. I think Williams needs a strong offensive line. So those are all question mark teams will have, but certainly the combine testing for all running backs ends up being a great equalizer as far as how they move guys in the draft board. And again, the NFL draft process, the senior bowl, the combine, all of that is a job interview for these guys. And it's all about winning over that two or three scouts on one team or winning over the director of player personnel. And any part of this process can do that. So despite all of his achievements and, and successes at BYU and even the senior bowl, it's going to take that one situation, that one forty time, that one interview that can make the difference. So, so I think he certainly has some awards, but like I said, all the running backs on top of this draft class really have a notable issue they have to overcome in the draft process, and Williams is no different. Harvey Longy is at the Senior Bowl as well. What have you uh, seen from Harvey Longy, and what do you think of him? Yeah, I mean, he played a lot of positions in college. He played some DN, a pass rusher, outside linebacker. He's listed here as an inside linebacker at the weigh-ins, 6'1 and a half, 252 pounds, fits the kind of normal NFL teams want. I think his best bet as a prospect, in my opinion, might be a 4-3 strong side outside linebacker that Cincinnati Bengals employ really a pass rusher who can play outside linebacker and that role as well by a lot of teams using that 4-3 strong side linebacker. And then as a 3-4 inside guy, as more and more teams move to a 3-4, they need two types of guys, a speedy guy to take advantage of strong defensive line play and really a thumper on the inside who can embrace blocks, who can work through contact, and who can blitz a little bit. That's where I think Langley fits the most in the NFL is that 3-4 strong side inside linebacker can take on tight ends in the middle of the field, can take on fullbacks in blocking situations, and can hold on the interior. But I think he's going to be more athlete than anything else. I think teams are excited to see what he can do. He'll play in some space here at the Senior Bowl. He'll play in coverage. He'll play as a, as a blitzer and some stuff. So we'll see how he works out. But I think teams are definitely intrigued. And it's, it's not a great inside linebacker class this year in terms of projection guys. We have two guys from D2 and D3 schools here at the Senior Bowl. So I think teams are hoping a guy like Lane can step up opposite Ben Bolware of Clemson and be one of the top inside linebackers here. Harvey Longy has played significant reps in his college career at running back fullback, linebacker, and defensive end. Does that type of versatility help or hurt his cause when it comes to getting into the NFL? Yeah, I think it certainly helps. And, and I can't speak to a special team's experience that, that I unfortunately don't know at this time, but I'll kind of find that I was like, kind of rewatching my film for his final grade. But that versatility is what NFL teams covet in terms of finding a roster spot for him. And again, he's going to be a day three pick. He likely won't go unless he tests extremely, extremely well. He'll be picked after round three and, and picked between rounds four and seven, if drafted at all. Obviously, we're, we're thinking he is, but we'll see what happens. But all of those guys on day three have to contribute in more than just one way. He can't just be a 3-4 strong side inside linebacker because he's not going to be a starter. He's got to find a role on special teams, at least one of the four. And adding value elsewhere is important. So I, I wouldn't say you know, teams will expect him to play fullback and teams will definitely be an inside linebacker and elsewhere and all the special teams. Who knows? But, but that versatility is less about what he can do in the NFL, those positions, and the fact that he's both willing, experienced, he's used athleticism in different ways over his college career. Certainly running backs and fullbacks have to move and do different things differently than DNs do and outside linebackers do. So it's a different use of skill sets that teams appreciate, and teams always appreciate guys who are great athletes. 
Um, NFL teams are always asking players, hey, what sports did you play in high school? Did you play other positions besides your current one? That matters to teams. Again, athleticism comes from playing a lot of different spots and a lot of different movements, and certainly Lenny has shown that he can be successful at different positions and different athletic tools. Talking with Eric Galco of Optimum Scouting and the Sporting News, he is at the Senior Bowl covering that madness in Mobile, Alabama this week. Okay, Eric, let's finish with this. Do you think Harvey Longy will be drafted in the seven rounds of the NFL draft? I do. You know, on average, in terms of three, four inside linebackers and four, three strong side guys, on average, about 10 are drafted per year. And again, it's not a strong class. I think he's certainly in that mix, that five, six, seven range. So I think he's got a great opportunity to do so. But, but this senior bowl may be the most important thing, maybe more important to him than Jamal Williams because he's got to really rise to the occasion. He may be the top inside linebacker prospect. Even though he hasn't played there before, he's built the part. He looks the part and certainly can wow and impress there athletically. And I think interview-wise, well, I've been told he should be a great interview with NFL team. So I think all the signs point to him earning his draft spot here in Mobile. And the fact that he got invited by Phil Savage does a great job running this event and, and inviting the top guys to do his own scouting, plus talk with NFL teams. I think, uh, I think Lange has earned his spot here. I think if you're here, on average, 80 to 85% of guys here drafted, I think he's one of the best in position. So all signs point to, yes, he'll be drafted. But again, have to take advantage of this opportunity here. Great stuff, Eric Galco. Follow him at Optimum Scouting. We appreciate the time, my friend. Best of luck in Mobile. Thanks, guys. Eric Galco thinks Harvey Longy, as well as Jamal Williams, will be drafted. He said 80 to 85% of the guys at the Senior Bowl at that position, inside linebacker, are drafted. So can Harvey hmm. be a great. second draft pick for BYU? And he says Jamal, third, fourth, fifth round guy, which is... You know, kind of the common, it's the consensus, right, for yeah. Jamal? Pretty cool stuff. BYU has a legitimate shot, according to Eric Galco, of having multiple draft picks. Up next, we talk about the status of Nick Emery and women's basketball star Kalani Purcell chasing down the triple-double. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere you feel like it. If you missed Eric Galco last segment, does the head of Optimum Scouting think that BYU will have multiple draft picks this year? Jamal Williams going to get drafted, but is there another that he feels will get in download the podcast to catch the entire episode of BYU Sports Nation? Do you know what's awesome? Um, Tell me what's awesome. Donuts. Donuts are awesome. Uh, you know what's even better? Being first. Uh, Being yes. in first place, yeah. that's the best. That's what the BYU women's basketball team is in right now. They're in a tie for first. But uh, they play Santa Clara Thursday night at home on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 9 Eastern time. The Cougars are number one in the league right They've now. They've lost two games in league. One of them was the conference opener at Santa Clara. Well, well, well. Vengeance match. Yeah, big game Thursday. And joining us now to help preview that game and much more is one of the stars of the BYU women's basketball team, Kalani Purcell. Kalani, almost misses triple-double. I think that's what we need to start calling you. <laughs> yeah. Okay? You averaged 10 points, 10 rebounds, 7.5 assists last week. You were the West Coast Conference Player of the Week. You needed two rebounds to get the first ever triple-double at BYU for the women's program. How aware are you of that situation in the moment? Uh, usually, like in other games, I haven't really. Or like Dan or Ray will just be like, you only need like three more assists or something. <laughs> oh, but in nice. that game, I don't know. For some reason, I could just hear like 
either my name or my number being called out. I was like, you just need two. So I was like. <laughs> two rebounds. Okay, where are the boards? Where is it? So, <laughs> so, so you get pulled out with like three minutes to go needing two rebounds. Rebounds are the easy ones, right? Assists are harder than rebounds? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So with that in mind, you get pulled with three minutes. Why did you get pulled with three minutes to go? <laughs> um, a coach's decision? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll put you in an awkward Guess spot there. Yeah. All right, let's simulate <laughs> that situation. I'll be Juddy. Anytime Jerem can impersonate Juddy, it's a good thing. <laughs> you be Kalani. Myself? Kurtel. Yeah, you be yourself, okay? So there's three minutes to go. Who came in for you? Um, honestly, I can't remember. Horton! Hey! Let's go! Get in there! Okay, she's coming in. You're coming out. What, what's the conversation like with um, I was trying not to look at the bench first. Before she subbed me in, oh, yeah, so nice. I was like, I was like, just don't look, and then I won't get subbed out. You're like, for, no, no, not to me, <laughs> no, for her, yeah, right? over yeah, there. Yeah. Hey, let's get out of there. Then what? Just thanks, thanks. Dad, what the heck? I only need two more. I know, but you are right in. Kathy, Kathy, run the office. <laughs> That's how it went, right? Something like that. Something like that. Cassie brought him. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. For the record, we love Jeff Judge. And you're a good teammate because, because in that moment I'd be like, hey, two rebounds, like, can I stand? I'll just grab them real quick, triple-double, it'd be awesome. It'd be you're, awesome. You're a good You're a good. It's teammate. going to happen. Selfishly, when it happens, I hope that I am calling the game, Kalani. How about this? Don't do it on a road game. Just do it on a home game. Okay. <laughs> just super right. simple. You have a chance to get it, and you're like, nope. <laughs> I promise it would be on a home game. <laughs> What's the best part about playing for your head coach, Jeff Judkins? Um... I don't know. There are a lot of good things about playing for him. He has like a lot of nice, oh, not nice, like, I don't know how to explain it. It's okay. Like good things to do after you play, like not just while you're playing. Okay. What do you mean? Like. We're talking about sayings. We're talking about activities. Like after a game? No, like. Post-career? Teaching-wise, yeah. Oh, teaching. Okay. Uh, Like he's good at like teaching us things to do after. Yeah. So you um, play a game, you, you win by 18 Saturday, yet you're saying you learn things, you mm-hmm. can do better even in that kind of win? Yeah. So what, what kind of things uh, did he discuss with you after a nice win Saturday? Um, well, actually, that one was a pretty good one. He just said that it was a way to win you know, two in a row instead of just winning one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. 6 and 2 tied for first place. Um I noticed something uh between you and your boyfriend Butch Pau when I was coming off the floor last week and he's like, "Hey, why don't you get a triple double? Like you need to pick up your game, stuff like that." <laughs> what what, what do those situations do for you <laughs> in in motivating you? Um I know he's kind of joking. <laughs> like he's joking at the time, yeah. but he's really like no, seriously, why didn't you get the two rebounds? Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's motivating for me to be like, you know, you're right. Like, instead of just being happy with the game, yeah. I'm, uh, he kind of is, like, encouraging me that I need to be doing better, yeah. which is nice, I guess. He also looked at me and said, look, I got to keep her grounded. Right? <laughs> I got to keep her humble. Yeah. I got to do those things. Humility is overrated. Do you, do, you get, <laughs> do you get to critique his football performance? Yeah. yeah. Um. I try not to. He has enough people doing that. So I try and encourage him saying that he did good rather than he needs to do better. But sometimes I'm yeah. like, dude, what the heck? Dude, what the heck? Make the tackle, bitch. <laughs> do you think that people, more people on campus know you by facial recognition than him? 
Because because he packs it. He went around the uh, Cougar Eat. Yeah, and I did saw that, that video, video yeah. for Between the Lines, and that was really funny. Um, so do you think you could ha- like if you walked around, you're like ham on the women's basketball team? Probably not. No. <laughs> you would you have don't probably don't know so? who I am. Come on, they watch me. You're like I they probably just know me from the poster that like is posted with uh, Eric Mika. That's a pretty good They're spot like, for Eric to be in, <laughs> like, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Ooh. Kalani Purcell, BYU Women's Basketball, with us in Studio B. Let's talk about your teammate, Cassie, don't call me Kathy Broadhead, <laughs> who, per norm, is averaging 20 points a game. She has, like, stepped into this role and has become a fiery leader on this team. What do you think about her play recently as the point guard? Um... She's she's amazing. Like it, I actually sometimes when she does things I'm just like amazed and just just want to stare at her doing it. And she like she's a really good leader, which I think is something that helps bring her uh game up like 10 notches. So but it's nice cuz last year I think we talked a lot of, um about her playing time cuz she was kind of like she was a little bit upset but she knew her role in the team. And I told her last year that don't worry because next year will be your year. And sure enough, it is. There were 19 shots made available by the graduation of Lexi Rydell. So (laughs) that's a lot of shots. (laughs) It's a lot of shots, right? Hey, when you're a top five scorer in the NCAA, you gotta you gotta put up some shots. Like when I don't show up on Tuesday night at my church, there's like 28 shots. Yeah, everybody else has a better time playing basketball. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun for them, I guess. you you shot a, at the beginning of the year. You missed your first ten threes, which is weird. But you've made five of your last seven, and you, you've been raising that percentage. What kind of changed from uh, distance for you? I think just shooting with the coaches, because before I didn't really. I was just shooting them just for fun. I mean, not for fun in obviously. the games. Yeah, not obviously for fun. I'll but just throw <laughs> it up and see what happens. Yeah, I'll shoot this one left hand, <laughs> whatever. But I think from shooting with the coaches or with Dan and Ray every morning or whenever we can, has really helped my confidence, which is a lot of sh- shooting. It's just a lot of confidence. Does the annex help where maybe you can get up more shots than you would just in the Marriott Center? Yeah. I think especially on game days because everyone obviously goes to shoot on the Marriott court because it's where we play. But because there's so many people, me and Dan usually go up to the annex and just put up some shots before the game so then I'm not like waiting five minutes to get a ball and then my ball gets hit out and then I still wait another five minutes. So it's been helpful. When one of your coaches or your teammates gets a technical foul, and I'm going back to Saturday with Cassie Broad. She comes over. She gets tripped. She's frustrated. Uh, she gets banged up a little bit, and she slams, she slams the scores table, and then the technical foul comes. What does that do for your team? Does that fire you up? Yeah. Or, I mean, how, what, what emotion does that bring? I think <laughs> – that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Were you up big, so it didn't matter? or? Uh, I think, no, we weren't, I don't think. Well, we're up at maybe like eight or ten. Yeah, now here's okay. the funny thing. You went on a, your team went on a crazy run after that technical well, foul. Yeah, because well, well. I think just moments like that where like, you, we know it's, it's a frustrating call and we can't really do anything about it, so it's kind of like, this is like now that she's got a tick, like we can't, you know, really do anything bad because we'll get in more foul trouble or something. Um, so it's kind of a moment that we all realize that we need to be doing things like perfectly, like playing defense uh, perfectly and like executing offensively, which I think is what we did, which is why we went on a big run. 
more technicals, more BYU runs. This is what we're, <laughs> yeah. this is what we're learning here. Just get fired up. Okay, whether it's Dan yeah. Nielsen and Melinda <laughs> and Dan taking a technical on behalf of uh, Melinda. Melinda. Yeah. 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 Hey, it happens, you know. <laughs> you take a lot of teas for me on this show, so I appreciate that. You're welcome. Take one for the team, right? Uh, Kalani, great to have you with us. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. Some triple-double karma? triple-double karma. flavored karma? Yeah, I need some of that. Who knows when it will manifest itself. Yeah, we're just a double-double. I'm getting bored with the double-doubles. I need a triple-double. Let's take it up a notch. <laughs> we're so spoiled. Right? Come on! Give me something ten else. Ten and ten is not sufficient. We also need you to sign our uh, stretch white flag, if that's okay. Yeah. So uh, before you leave the studio... Give us your signature if you don't mind. Thanks. Thanks, Kalani. Thank you, guys. Kalani Purcell with us in Studio B. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougars overseas. About 25 points and five rebounds. Who put up that? But next, details on Nick Emery. How will his status affect BYU and Santa Clara tomorrow? Stay with us. Let it snow. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hanging out in Studio B live, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow night, BYU Hoops takes on Santa Clara, 11 p.m. Eastern time. It's a later West Coast game, so it's, it's later. Listen right here on BYU Radio. You can watch it on ESPNU. Our Twitter question today, what's more important for BYU football? In which round Jamal Williams is drafted or BYU having multiple NFL draft picks? The consensus answer on Twitter from most of BYU Sports Nation is multiple draft picks. Hear why Jerem Jordan disagrees with that. Download the podcast. That FinDaddy81 says, number of picks, in my opinion, shows your program has the ability to put guys in the NFL, which in turn equals better recruiting. Do you get more notoriety in recruiting from having a high-level draft pick, even if it's just one, or by saying, hey, we put multiple guys in the NFL? Depends where they're drafted, I think. It's all about the fit, like, right? Like, if you have, like, 27th-round picks, it's not the same as having, like, a first round, a few first-rounders, second-rounders, you know what I mean? We've got a few months to figure position. things out before the NFL draft happens. No, we need to do it now! On April 27th. But the Senior Bowl is this week, so absolutely it's on topic. Even before the Senior Bowl, BYU basketball back to work tomorrow against Santa Clara on the road. BYU coming off of a game where they played good defense on the road and for just a second time since joining the WCC six years ago held an opponent in their gym to 50 points or less. But they had, for most of the game, a healthy Nick Emery, right? That has been the question this week. He, he left after uh, suffering a quad contusion. It looked like he tweaked his knee, came out of the game, and everybody's kind of holding their breath. Oh, no. What about Nick Emery? He's the guy that is the lockdown defender of this BYU basketball team. Well, Tim Lacombe joined us yesterday, associate head coach, and gave us an update on Nick Emery's status for Thursday. He's going to be fine. He's, you know, it was a scary moment for everybody. And, you know, it's not anything that will, you know, really hold him back that much. He's, he's going to have to play through some pain and stuff. But, like, damage-wise or structural, anything, there, there's, that's all good. That was about as good a news as you could have out of that situation. Just a bruise, right? Albeit, that's, that's an intense bruise to take a knee to the quad. Wow. So the good news is there's no structural damage. It's not a sprain. It's not a tear. That's great. That's great news. And then yesterday, uh, Dave Rose had this to say about Nick Emery and how much he practiced, and is he going to play Thursday? 
It's improved a little bit. We'll see how it feels tomorrow. But I, I think that he would be considered, you know, kind of day to day. So uh, I, I do know one thing. I've been around Nick a long time, and he wants to play. So if he can, he will. But we'll see. We'll see. So that that's basically up to Nick Emery and uh, how he feels. So hopefully Nick Emery can play because Santa Clara has the the best wing scorer in the league. Yes. In my opinion, Jared Brownridge. Nigel Williams-Goss is a point guard. I'm talking a two or a three, right? Jared Brownridge is really good. 18 a game. Nick Emery did a fantastic job on him, uh, and so did the team. Eight points for Brownridge in Provo this season. Two of eight from the field. Santa Clara's going to play better at home. They're not gonna, BYU's not going to win this game by 30. I think BYU's going to win this game, but it might be more like the Pacific game where, hey, it's a little tighter at the end, and hey, everything doesn't play out like you hope sometimes. If you remember... A few years ago in Las Vegas, Jared Brownridge took over the quarterfinal game against BYU and put up like 30 points. It required a Tyler Haas clutch shot with like three seconds left to put BYU back up by two and get the Cougars into the next matchup, which they won. They got to the final. But Brownridge can absolutely fill it up, man. Yeah, he he's done it against BYU. Yeah, he's a really good player. And Nick Emery is BYU's best perimeter defender. Not to mention what he can do on offense, right? And so the the status of Nick Emery for tomorrow night makes uh, it a little more intriguing. This game at Santa Clara, a team that BYU's had great success against. But it's good to know that Nick Emery is indeed available for the game. Knowing the Emery's and their mindset, and his older brother Jackson being in his ear... Nick's going to play tomorrow. Now, here's my, here's my hope with Nick. If I'm Nick, here's how I approach this. I play at Santa Clara, and then I just see how I feel against LMU. Because the way BYU's played at home, they don't need Nick Emery. Saturday. You don't have to have Nick Emery to beat LMU in Provo. Because next Thursday, the new number one team in the country, likely, Gonzaga, will be in town. One, two, and four, right? Lost last night. One, two, and four lost last night. Villanova. No number one team has ever played in the Marriott Center. Well, well, well. So if I'm Nick, I play Thursday in preparation for the next Thursday, but I take it easy. I give myself a week. Get your popcorn and your tickets if you still can. BYU Gonzaga. Woo! Up next on BYU Sports Nation, which former Cougar snagged 25 points for assists yesterday? BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let us whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Men's Hoops plays at Santa Clara tomorrow on ESPNU and BYU Radio at 11 Eastern time. Nick Emery practiced yesterday and could play Thursday. According to Dave Rose, it was a uh, bone contusion. No structural damage. That's great news. Football. Jamal Williams rated the 15th top draft prospect at the Senior Bowl, according to Bleacher Report NFL draft writer Matt Miller, who says, quote, he will turn heads with his leg drive and power, end quote. Atlanta Falcons reps met with Williams yesterday after practice. Aren't they in the Super Bowl? And sports source, nope, sports source analytics says BYU is one of 14 teams with at least eight plus wins the last five years. That's pretty good. Consistency now for golf. The Cougars finished eighth in the Arizona Intercollegiate after three rounds. Patrick Fishburne tying for sixth overall. Shot two over par. That dude is good. Track and field. Jake Collinsworth and Shaq Walker of BYU Track and Field are the 2016 Curtis Pugsley Athletes of the Year. Congrats. Cougars overseas. Jimmer Fredette 
Had 25 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists, and a loss for the Shanghai Sharks. Only 25, Jeremy? What? Rugby! Two current BYU players and one former player. So Calvin Whiting and Matthew Jensen, and then my old roommate, Sean Davies. What's up, Sean? Are part of the 35-man roster for the USA national team in preparation for the America's Rugby Championship in February. Congrats. Future guests on the show include President Coach Steve Cleveland, analyzing the status of BYU men's basketball, Peyton Sorensen of BYU Swim and Dive, and Sean Olmstead, the head coach of third-ranked BYU men's volleyball. Mm, Friday night. UC Irvine. Boom, baby. It's going to be awesome. They have worked their way into a nice little rivalry of sorts with BYU. It's not the rivalry, right? UCLA is the rival in men's volleyball. But when you say Irvine, you're like, oh, yeah. It's a big match. I want to watch that one. Yeah, it's a big match. They won four titles in a seven-year span. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. This one's sneaky, but it goes to Marquette, West Virginia, and Tennessee because they beat top four teams, making it so Gonzaga, should they win out this week, would, will be number one next week when they play BYU in Provo. Huh? Don't you want Gonzaga to be number one when they come to Provo? I do. I do. It's Go good. Zags until next Thursday. It's good for the league. Yeah, to have uh, the number one team. Awesome. They were they were number one seed a couple years ago. Then they blew it in the second round against Wichita State. Oh, the shockers. Our Twitter question today, back to football. What's more important for BYU football? In which round Jamal Williams is drafted? Or BYU having multiple NFL draft picks? Our elite tweet of the day from at CL underscore living. It's not either or. More swag, more glam. Accessorized with multicolored fanny packs and hashtag blue goggles. Hashtag I want both. That's, those are kind of the two yeah. main accessories, right? Can Jamal Williams get drafted early third round and then Harvey Longy go in like the sixth or the seventh? That would be ideal, right? That's, that's the strawberry donut and a maple glazed donut, baby. Let's go get some donuts. Thanks, Eric Galco, Kalani Pizzo, and everyone on our crew. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Download the podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn app. Check it out on BYUSN.com. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Debbie Diamond. BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. Donuts. Donuts. Mm.